It's time for Outside the Box with Lincoln Stars head coach Rocky Russo and Lincoln Stars broadcaster Joel Norman on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back again with another Tuesday night, and that means it's time for Outside the Box as we're chatting Lincoln Stars hockey here on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Joel Norman, joined again by the head coach of the Lincoln Stars, Rocky Russo. And Rocky, I'm double-checking the clock in here. I'm seeing 9 o'clock. I'm going, not quite that late, but I think that's what everyone's been struggling a little bit with this week. How have you been adjusting to the time change? Yeah, I guess they gotta they gotta get <laughs> climb up there and, and change that clock. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm not a fan of the time change, yeah. Joel. Um, I, you know what? I, I wake up in the morning. I'm like, oh, it's nice. It's you know the sun's starting to come up at a at a reasonable hour. But then I'm cooking on the grill today at five o'clock, and it's getting dark. And I don't think I want I don't think I want that trade off. I'd rather have the sun a little later in the day than. Uh, and have to get up in the dark in the in the morning, but uh, that's just me. How about you? I'm exactly the same way. I'd rather be able to get out of work and still have a little bit of sunshine outside instead of it getting pitch black immediately. But what do we got? Another month and a half before it's at its worst. Was that usually late in de- mid December? I want to say. Yeah, and then those days slowly start to get a little longer and longer. Yeah, but- as as our days are getting longer and longer through the 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 dog <laughs> days of junior hockey, but. We we're just having an interesting conversation off we're. offline here about uh, the Michigan football scandal. I'm going to use the word scandal because I'm an <laughs> Ohio State fan, and uh, we were talking about uh, where everybody kind of stood on that. And and uh, I like to think that you know I'm not a I'm not above jumping through a a loophole if I could find one. Um, I'm I'm not a rule breaker, but. But I'll I'll jump through the 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 loop if I can. But I think those guys are are doing a little bit more than even just breaking a rule. I think that the uh, these with intended consequences of of what they have done is pretty extreme. And and obviously I go back my my family's good friends with Coach Tressel, and and I look back at the you know the tattoo scandal of of uh, a few years back when when Coach Tressel was coaching at Ohio State, and I don't even think this comes even close to, to you know, where, where what's happening at Michigan right now. And, and uh, you know, Coach Tressel ultimately lost his job for that. And, and uh, if Coach Tressel, an upstanding, one of the nicest, genuine human beings I have ever met in my life, if Coach Tressel lost his job over some free tattoos – then, then what's going to happen to Jim Harbaugh and, and the Michigan program? It's going to be interesting. And, and while you were talking about it, it almost led me to wonder a little bit, Rocky, have you had instances where you've seen another coach doing something like that? We were just talking about how other coaches have, they kind of noticed that they saw this coming, that this was going to eventually get public. Did you ever have an instance in your coaching career where it was, you don't have to name names, but I'm just saying where you saw something and you were kind of like, kind of wonder when other people are going to wonder about this. You know what? In, in this game in particular, I I think that, um, you know, whatever whatever occurs throughout the course of a game, you know, if if guys are given signals from the bench for face offs or or whatever, like those can be those can be grabbed throughout the course of the game. I kind of feel like that's fair game, and and I'll yeah. change ours up it's from time like baseball, to time. But yeah, the sign stealing. Like if you can if you can honestly steal signs in baseball, I have no problem with yep. it. You are a buzzer on your on your chest, and you're banging on a drum, and and you're stealing a World Series like the Astros did. I have a problem with that. Yeah. That that is 
going above and beyond. And, and, you know, if, if you're paying attention to my bench and you notice that, you know, I put a, a one up and, and we run a particular face off, then, then good for you. And it's on me to change my signals. But, you know, this, this is pretty clear when it says any attempt to record either through audio or video means any signals given by an opposing player, coach, or other team personnel is prohibited. Yeah. It's pretty clear to me. And yeah. and maybe, you know, maybe you shouldn't send your your analyst out and pay for the tickets with Michigan money and, uh, you know, have them standing on the Central Michigan sideline, which, by the way, thanks to AI and, and all this stuff now, it's pretty much confirmed that it was him standing on the Central Michigan sideline wearing a hat with a camera in it. I mean the 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 length that they went to to try to do this is you know it's it's pretty it's pretty disappointing for the 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 sport of college football you know I wonder if you know if Ohio State wins that that game last year and CJ Stroud lights it up and and you know maybe does he win the Heisman did did they cost CJ Stroud a Heisman like what what else did they cost what other teams did they cost an opportunity to play in in the the college football playoff, the amount of money that's that's a, a part of that, which is by the way why this thing hasn't really come to fruition because the Big Ten has two teams that could potentially play in the playoff, Michigan obviously being one of them, and that's big time money. And so, you know, if they if they hit them with sanctions right now, it's going to cost millions and millions and millions of dollars. And so that's why I think they're dragging it out. But it's going to be interesting how this comes to fruition in the next couple of days. One of those things, too, these cheating scandals in this day and age for me, Rocky, I find it amazing that people still try as much as they do, given all the different video angles you can have. Given social media, people can have an anonymous platform to report people and all these other ways. It's amazing we still see things kind of get to this extent. Everybody's looking for an edge. I have no problem look for, looking for an edge. I have no problem doing what you can to help your team win, give yourself an advantage. But, you know, there's, there's, um, you know, look at golf. You used to have to self-report if, if you broke a rule. Now you have crazy fans sitting at home watching and calling a hotline reporting if, you know, somebody's ball moved a, a, a blade of grass. You know, I mean, just the, the craziness that goes on, there's nowhere to hide in sports anymore, which, is fine with me. I mean, I think that as much as the cameras create uh, that accountability, it also for us like we have cameras all over our, our facility now. It's fantastic. Right. We had the the glass broke during our second drill of the day today, and and as they were cleaning the glass up, we were able to go downstairs and watch the previous drill immediately. So there was immediate feedback from our guys. There's different angles. We're able to pause it. We're able to turn it. We're able to show guys different things. So. You know the the technology is is fantastic, but uh, but it also you know it it makes it really hard for cheaters like Michigan to cheat anymore. And and now you're seeing that that they're going to get caught cheating and and hopefully get what they deserve. I'm glad you brought up that video. The I think it's I don't know how you say it, whether it's Spideo, Speedio, whichever one it is. I know that's something the USHL has been using this year, and I've hardly even had a chance to look at. It. I know you guys have had a good look at it, but. That's gotten a few more angles in arenas, hasn't it? How useful has that been this season in the USHL? You know what? For for us, we we only had we had the one angle, and then the over uh, overhead cameras at the the goal lines above the nets, and so now we like you basically have a three sixty view of of the facility, and and we can watch it from both ends. We can literally turn the cameras as as you're watching the film. You can zoom in, you can zoom out, like. 
it's it's really really advanced technology and and it's a it's great for us from a teaching perspective um they it's the exclusively how they use uh the the only cameras now that they use for video review mm-hmm. uh in the games which is which is really good as well unfortunately they were they they use it as a a test in our series against Fargo last year and right. uh and they weren't using excuse me they weren't using those cameras for video review um and and after the game we were able to use that camera to show the show the the head official that that we had scored a goal that they didn't count and um that was disappointing obviously that would have been a, a huge change that was a game we lost one nothing ironically but um but now that that technology is is available in all the facilities in the ushl and and i think it's a a fantastic step in the right direction for the league. Are you permitted to use it on the bench? I know in the NHL they have the iPads. Other sports have had to restrict based on, obviously baseball in recent years has had to restrict. Uh, football, you can kind of do it. I haven't seen it on the bench or unless I'm missing it. No, we are We are, are? allowed to use it. Um, we've, we've attempted it. We're working on some things. Uh, the Wi-Fi currently is the issue. <laughs> I can <laughs> um, sympathize there. If we can get, if we could get a little bit of a stronger signal or just a dedicated signal for that, which is something we've been talking about with uh, with our ownership group. But if we can get a dedicated signal, then we can have that video available to us uh, on the iPad right on the bench. That'd be kind of neat for looking at back at shifts real quickly if guys wanted to to look into things. You see that in the NHL a lot. And it seems like there's a lot of guys, every time they get to the bench, they're looking at the iPads. Yeah, we actually, the video software that we use has a um, has a uh, the ability for us to, to link it to our iPad. And as the game is being cut, um, we could go in and look at the clips right away. But again, it's a Wi-Fi issue. Yeah. So as soon as yeah. we can get the Wi-Fi uh, <laughs> hopefully taken care of, I, I know there's an Allo VIP line here in, in the... Uh, the studio, maybe we could talk to to Allo and see if they want to hook up the stars with a private line for for the games. You never know; we wouldn't be against that if they're listening. Of course, uh, give us a give us a ring. Of course, we, this is outside the box chatting Lincoln Stars hockey here on ninety three seven. The ticket, love to have you be part of the show. You can text the Sarder Heyman text line four zero two four six four. Five six eight five. Looks like we do have a text right now. Yeah, we got one. Chase B chiming in as always. Good to hear from him. He says, "Go stars. Good luck up in Green Bay." And again, four zero two four six four five six eight five. We ch- appreciate that as always, Chase. And you know, we've got a another pretty fun matchup coming up here at the Resch Center. Beautiful yeah. facility. I don't, have you ever been to the Resch Center? I, no, not at all. I, I know you have. Tell me a little bit about it. It's what can a, we expect? It's a beautiful facility. I haven't been there since. Uh, I want to say 2015, and it was actually for the the USA Hockey uh, Youth Nationals, the U18 and U16 National Tournament. I was I was scouting up there, but it's a great facility. Obviously, um, you know, great great little town. It's right down the road from Lambeau, and uh, we get to play again out out of the conference and play a, a an opponent that we have seen ironically this year yeah. at the at the showcase, but we haven't seen in. In traditional regular season play since uh, since I came here aboard. Yeah, first time since the 2019-20 season that we're playing a team who we played in the Fall Classic at their venue or at our venue. So it's really cool to get a chance to see them. That was the season opener. It feels like a long time ago now. Obviously, we've gone through daylight savings starting up here again. That was back September 21st. We saw Green Bay. Uh, I mean, how much are you guys looking back even to the video from that? That was so long ago. We've had personnel changes even since then. Uh, is that even as valuable at this point? Or are you looking more at their recent games? 
You know what? I, I think that uh, more recent games are probably more valuable. I think we can use some of that video from a, a motivational standpoint. And so it'll certainly be valuable in a certain context. But you're going to want to watch their last three, four, five games to, to get a an up-to-date look on their special teams and, and the way their lines look and, and some of the things they're trying to do. Now, you know, coaches are, are creatures of habit. And, you know, there's certain things that, that we do each each coach is a little different obviously but systematically what you do and what you preach and what you believe in doesn't generally change um you know there's tweaks here and there but we know that they like to they like to go east west at the offensive blue line and and uh you know they like to carry pucks in as much as they can they've got a really deep forward group and and good goaltending so they present certainly a a big time challenge yeah adam guyon i think is the big one everyone looks at when they look at green bay first goaltender picked in this past summer's draft by chicago what did you learn about him from when you saw him back on uh, september the 21st he's big he's mobile uh he's athletic he he plays the puck really well Mm -hmm. um with great feet he's obviously able to get behind the net and and get to to rims and chips and and make plays with the puck so you have to keep the puck off of him or you're not going to have a whole lot of success on your forecheck. Yeah. As we mentioned, two games coming up for the Stars this weekend. They're at Green Bay on Friday, 7.05, and then at them again on Saturday, 6.05. Long trip over, but it's one of those things we always talk about. These long trips certainly bring those opportunities for the team chemistry. I, I don't think that's at all been something that's, you know, we have been worried about this group, the way they've been able to bond pretty quickly, but Got to be kind of fun sometimes. You stick them on a bus and you you force them to get a little creative with how to fill the time. Well, and this is this is your first uh, sleeper bus experience. That's right. That's correct? right. I didn't take it for the the Pittsburgh trip since I was back home. I flew back a little early, so I'm looking forward to this. Uh, what what could, what's the biggest thing about a sleeper bus? People probably don't know, Rocky. I mean, it, it, you're going to be able to get comfortable, okay. and you can relax. You can lay down. Um, you know, and and for us, that's especially the trip back is so valuable because you know these new these new coach buses yes they look nice but they're they're not as they're not as comfortable when it comes to trying to sleep for a long period of time yeah you you sit back normally that's fine but of course you know a four or five hour drive that's not what we're doing we're trying to lie down or something so looking forward to that as well and you know rocky i gotta say right before we were getting started here i came in the studio i wasn't really hungry but after talking with you about food as we always seem to do i was i started getting really hungry afterwards thanksgiving is right around the corner here that's two weeks ago two weeks out i believe Halloween was last week. Uh, I, I mean, tell me about tell tell everyone else about some of the stuff you were telling me about that you've done in the past for Thanksgiving, especially the dessert. That was the one that made me start getting pretty hungry. You know what? It, it was now. It's been six years of of my wife and I hosting Thanksgiving for the family and and for the um, for the staff and and some some friends, and so you know. Well, I did a I did a, a traditional turkey one year and uh, and that was great, but it's an awful lot of work, especially if we happen to play on Wednesday and again on Friday. So uh, I turned to uh, I turned to the smoked turkey, and uh, the smoked turkey has been uh, a big hit in the house. We do the obviously the mashed potatoes and and gravy and the the green bean casserole and the stuffing, and I I make a. Uh, make a traditional homemade uh, cranberry sauce, and then the the pumpkin, the pumpkin roll up, the pumpkin cheesecake roll up, which is just absolutely fantastic. <laughs> so, um, 
you know, we I look forward to that every year. I love to cook. There's no secret about that. You're at my house for dinner on right. on Sunday. It's fantastic. Uh, I did uh, I did um, homemade uh, pasta sauce and and meatballs and and Art was there for a little uh, a little Your cooking sous lesson, chef, right? Yeah, a little cooking lesson to learn how to. <laughs> How to make the the Russo sauce and meatballs, and uh, and we had a great meal, and it was just good to, to be able to spend some time together. You got a trademark the the sauce and the meatball meatballs, the Russo sauce and meatballs. I'm telling you, that cookbook would sell like hotcakes, Rocky. Yeah, that's <laughs> they'll have to put that on the list. We'll see if we can get there. Right now, I'm focused on trying to win a couple of hockey games. Oh, no doubt about that. As we mentioned on the road here this weekend, uh, last week we didn't have you on the show because of Halloween. Understandably, you got a chance to take your daughters out. What was that like? Uh, it was a little chilly last Tuesday, but I imagine still a lot of fun. It was great. It was great. It was very cold, but you know, Ronnie obviously is. She's four and and uh, absolutely loves Halloween, and and Cammy's two now, and so. This was really her first opportunity to to go to the doors and knock on the doors and twinkle tweet and Halloween and happy Halloween and and she had a blast. They both did and I think Ronnie likes to give candy out more than she even likes to get it. We came home and the first thing she did was run to the front door, set a chair right at the front door, and just sat there and waited for people to come. They didn't have a chance to ring the bell because she was there ready to give out candy. So it's a it's a cool experience for. For them and as parents, just being able to watch them have a great time is, is really cool. You told me about this, sorry, but tell fans listening, what's your favorite candy for Halloween and what candy did you give out for this past Halloween? Uh, I'm I'm a Reese Cup guy, like through and through a Reese Cup guy. I do like a hundred grand. Oh uh, I do. A little outside the box. Yeah, I there. really like hundred grand's Twix and, and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm I'm partial to the chocolate, which um my daughter definitely is too. So we had a nice mix of the the Milky Ways and Three Musketeers and Snickers and Reese Reese Cups, but then we also had the uh, the Skittles and the Starburst, and and so uh, I got the two big giant bags at uh, at Sam's Club, and um, the the candy whatever gets left over ends up heading to my office, and Art will keep a little cup of candy there by the coffee pot, and and my daughter gets a kick out of. Um, "Quote unquote," air quote, stealing a couple pieces of candy from the the office when she comes in. She says it's Art's candy, and she <laughs> likes to take Art's candy. And what she doesn't realize is most of the time it's just her candy that she had from Halloween that's, that's so been funny. sent down to the office, repurposed and uh, reused. Of course, yes. that's oh, that's funny. We have a little jar up in our office upstairs for the front office where they have. Uh, it's it's all like the mini sized ones, and pretty much the only pieces that are left in it are the Three Musketeers. Any Reese's, any Snickers that are in there, they're gone immediately. But there's just the thing the other day I was looking at, and it was almost like three-quarters filled with just Three Musketeers. So uh, not a lot of love for that, apparently. I like a Three Musketeers. Do I do. I think that... Uh, I find them very bland compared to the other ones. You know what? It's simple. Sometimes simple. simple's okay. Uh, of course, Milky Way, I like caramel. And, yeah. You know, Snickers, Underrated. Snickers adds, adds a little bit there, but... Uh, just give me the chocolate and the peanut butter, and, and I'm good to go with the Reese cup. The peanut butter, for me, those are dangerous. You eat one Reese's cup. You can't just have one. You should have to have a couple there. You got to have a little discipline, Joel. It's tough I mean, sometimes. you're a skinny guy, so you can get away with it, but <laughs> I eat too many Reese's cups, and I got to spend too much time on the Peloton. What about the uh, what about like the sour candy? Do you like any of that stuff? Um, sour Patch Kids? Yeah, yeah I, I like can, those. I can eat Sour Patch Kids. Um but, but in, in most cases, that gets a little bit too sweet for me pretty quickly. Yeah. I had I loved having candy all the time. A couple of years ago, I'd missed the dentist for about a year. 
all of a sudden getting a few fillings hits you in the wallet. Maybe I'm going to take it back a little bit on the candy I'm having. Yeah, I've been very <laughs> lucky. I, I don't think I've had a, a cavity since I was probably uh, 10 or 11 years old. So Knock on I, wood, right? Yeah, knock on wood. I do a, <laughs> I guess I, I do a pretty good job of brushing my teeth. And, and uh, you know, I've, I've passed that on to my daughter and make sure that she does the same. But uh, I, I have a feeling my wife's probably battling the teeth brushing right now because it's bedtime. So um, <laughs> I didn't mind having to to head out and, and come to the station tonight for the show. Not bad at all. It looks like the candy discourse has got another text in. Yeah, we got uh, whatchamacallit, uh, the most user-rated candy. What's your guys' opinions on whatchamacallits? I don't know the last time I had one of those. I like a whatchamacallit. Uh, I, uh, What's in them? I couldn't tell. I've never had I, one. Yeah. I've just seen them. That's, I think that's is one the, my dad loved, but I, I don't think I've ever touched it. They still make take five. Peanut, those were good. Take fives is the, the caramel and the, and the pretzels, pretzel right? Pretzel in there, yeah. Those are good. I'm surprised you guys didn't bring up Butterfinger yet. Oh my gosh. How did I forget? That's my absolute favorite. I haven't had Butterfinger in a long time. You guys are probably too young, but when I think of Butterfinger, I think of Bart Simpson. Because when I was a kid, Bart Simpson was in the Butterfinger commercials. Okay. Nobody better lay a finger on my Butterfinger. Okay. And he was the spokesman for Butterfinger when I was a kid, but I'm obviously much older than you. Is that guys where are. that really started? Like that was the was first with time. Him? Yes. That's incredible. Okay, I, I gotta know look that. that up. And then one more uh, from BA in Lincoln. He said, uh, "Did any plans to tour Lambeau Field with the team this upcoming week?" Uh, that would be fantastic, but we're not going to get in there uh, soon enough in order to be able to do that. We're heading out Thursday. We get in there Thursday night. Play Friday, play Saturday, head back. So you know, maybe maybe something in the future that we could we could plan ahead of time. Um, but uh, that would certainly be a very cool experience. Obviously, uh, one of the one of the meccas of of professional sports in in this country, and and certainly a bucket list type uh, experience for people to uh, to be able to to go and check out. I don't know if you get asked this as much as I do, but I always get asked that with the sports season. They say, oh, you go to all these towns. What do you get to see? And I go, I'm there to work. <laughs> the hotel and the rink? Yeah, that's it. That's We're there to work. It. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, and, and the thing is, is, you know, it, it certainly sounds nice to, oh, we're going to go here and, and spend an extra day or two. But, you know, the junior hockey is not a, a cheap venture. And, you know, we're, we are actually taking more extended trip when when we go to Plymouth to play the uh the US national team we're going to stop in Chicago and we're we're working on a, a plan to hopefully see a see a Blackhawk game and okay. and uh you know get a practice in in uh in that area Thursday and then continue on to to uh to Plymouth Michigan so that'll kind of be the one special trip of the year but uh it's it's hard. You, 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 all the stuff we have going on here, families and 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 other work to to just say, hey, we're going to jump on the bus two days early and and go and uh, and and tour Lambeau Field sounds great in theory, but but not very realistic. Yeah, a little hard to do time wise. It, it seems like you have so much time, all of a sudden you really don't with all the games in there. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to bring on two special guests, Garmon Yavash and Blake Montgomery. Are going to join us here on Outside the Box. We're chatting Lincoln Stars hockey here on ninety three seven The Ticket.